Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 16th day of May. It's your host, Paul White. Glad you're here today. And hey, if you are looking for our monthly meetings in the Flowery Branch, Georgia, and the Chapin, South Carolina area, they are coming up this next weekend, but there is def- there is a change in the day. Normally, it's Friday, Sunday. This time, it's Sunday, Monday. Sunday, the 22nd, we will be having our meeting in Flowery Branch. And then on the 23rd, Monday night, we'll have our meeting in Chapin. We had to do this because it's graduation weekend for for Lauren. She graduates on Friday night, and we are going to celebrate with her and family. But then we will have our monthly meeting here on Sunday at 4 o'clock Eastern Time, and then Monday night at 6.30 Eastern Time in Chapin. So the 22nd and the 23rd. We hope if you're in the area, you will come and be with us. Okay, first Timothy chapter 1. Yesterday we read for you 18, 19, 20, where Paul says, and this is sort of 19 and 20 together, at least part of 19 and 20, by rejecting conscience, certain persons have suffered shipwreck in the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have turned over to Satan so that they may learn not to blaspheme. Now, I just want to handle this the way Paul handles it, and I'll give you my thoughts at the end of this little section on how I think this might apply to us today, okay? Now, Hymenaeus and Alexander, Paul singles out two men by name. It's not as if he stands on the street corner and says their name. He does write it in a letter. We can't know for sure how he thought this letter would be presented. Would Timothy read this aloud to some? Did Paul do that on purpose? Um, What's to be said about naming names? Is it okay in a private correspondence? We don't see Paul getting up in a public sermon and throwing someone under the bus like this, but... It seems as if he wants Timothy to be aware of these guys. By singling them out, it really raises the question whether they were leaders in the church, and it would seem to be that way. Hymenaeus is mentioned again in 2 Timothy 2 as one who swerved from the truth. Here, he's said to have shipwrecked the faith. And we don't really know who Alexander is. That's a very common name in Greek circles. There's an Alexander in Acts 19. There's an Alexander in 2 Timothy 4. Um, it could be the same person. That phrase, I handed them over to Satan, probably a reference to, to putting these two individuals outside the fellowship of the church and in effect, when you do that, back into the world, what would be considered the domain of Satan, the prince of this world, Jesus called him in John 12. Uh, Paul uses an expression much like that in 1 Corinthians 5.5. 5. Let me run back there and read that. For you just a moment, I know we run the risk of getting sidetracked a little bit when we get into these other verses. In 1 Corinthians 5, there's that sexual immorality that's defiling the church. And Paul says, I'm absent in body, but I'm present in spirit, and thus I've pronounced judgment. 4 and 5, in the name of the Lord Jesus, on the man who has done such a thing, when you are assembled and my spirit is present with the power of our Lord Jesus, you're to hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord. And we don't know exactly what that looked like, but it was 
at least something that the church did verbally in expressing to the offender that you've crossed some sort of line, you've put the rest of us in some place of danger, and our fellowship with you has to come to a conclusion. And I think when we went through the Corinthian letters a few months ago or over a year ago, I commented that I I only remember one time in my own pastorate that I ever had to ask somebody to leave because they had made every service about themselves. They had so hijacked everything that was going on that it was actually starting to stunt the development of the church. We were starting to, it was starting to make inroads into not just making people uncomfortable. That's one thing. Sometimes people are uncomfortable about a host of things. doesn't mean you've got to disassociate with that which is making them uncomfortable. In our particular case, it was much worse, and, and the individual ended up being uh, incarcerated for severe crimes, fortunately, that didn't occur in our church, but unfortunately occurred on someone. And um, anyhow, that's neither here nor there. It, just to say that I can see... And, and they are outliers, and they are rare instances, but I can see having to cut off or disassociate or to fell, disassociate with some. What we do know, because there's a lot we don't know in this passage, but what we do know is that he says, I did it so that they may learn not to blaspheme. And so it appears that this is a sort of excommunication that's meant to be disciplinarian, that... If you're doing it so that someone will learn, you have left the door open for someone to return. So it seems as if Paul is instructing Timothy that sometimes there's a purpose of, of, of a sort of excommunication in which discipline should lead someone to repentance. And if these would learn not to blaspheme, uh, they'd be allowed back in. Now, here's my thoughts. Hymenius and Alexander, whoever they are, must be doing the, th- the things that false teachers are, that Timothy's warned that false teachers would do in chapter 1. That's the only reason this makes sense in context. Remember, early in chapter 1, he said, uh, some people deceive, uh, they have meaningless talk, they're trying to teach the law, they don't know what they're talking about, they're using the law illegitimately, the law's supposed to be used on this, 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 and this, and they're not. Then when he names Hymenius and Alexander, it seems as if contextually he's trying to tell Timothy, hey, you know what I'm talking about. These two guys need to stop preaching in your churches. And unless they stop blaspheming, they're not allowed back in, which my thoughts then become this. It seems as if what Paul is doing is identifying a couple of guys who are not walking according to the consciousness of the Holy Spirit, but are blaspheming in some way that seems to be related to those who use the law illegitimately. I think we're dealing with a couple of guys who are preaching the law for righteousness, or they're preaching the law for favor. They're trying to use law to their advantage, and they're ignoring the consciousness of the Holy Spirit trying to get people to follow according to the dictates of the external. At least contextually, that seems to be what's happening here, which is different than what's happening in 1 Corinthians 5 when we have someone who's committing an incestuous relationship and won't stop. Okay, 
That leads us to chapter two, which will begin tomorrow on the podcast. We'll see you then. God bless.